Warning. The following contains discussion of online dating, disgruntled dumping, and voluntary ballet dancing. Listener discretion is advised. Here it comes! talk about southern crime i want us to do it for some reason when you said all crime i want us to do like in the style of like america's most wanted yes dateline augusta george a transvestite was running around naked in heels and a turban we've got a real sicko for you tonight folks speaking of america's most wanted there's something i've been obsessed with like since i was like 13 there's an episode of america's most wanted where they were talking about a serial killer and just in the middle of listing all the other weird minutiae of what they found in his hideout after he was tracked down, they mentioned that he had recorded on VHS every episode of Ally McBeal and Mad TV. <laughs> and whenever he said that, like they showed clips of Ally McBeal and Mad TV, and Jod Walsh, very much to his apparent chagrin, had to add, Mad TV has its season premiere tonight at 10 o'clock. Oh my god. In case you want to watch the show The Serial Killer Likes. I was going to make a joke about, like, it was Fox Cross Promotion, but wow. I just love how psychotic that is. Like, they go into the serial killer's fucking dungeon, and he has this wall of VHS tapes, and they're all Ally McBeal and Mad TV. I think that that guy is in prison watching Key and Peele. Yes, they survived. <laughs> oh my God, Mercedes sent me a message. She, she, her her professor, one of her professors, has his own Wikipedia page. David Sorn is an archaeologist, author, and former television and vaudeville performer. <laughs> Someone's beat me. <laughs> Someone's topped me many nights. How is he a former vaudeville performer? Is he a hundred? <laughs> He's born in 46. He performed in vaudeville and road shows with members of the Philadelphia Eagles football team. Bullshit. Vaudeville as a movement ended in the late 1920s. Well, I didn't. I'm sorry, but I'm just telling you what Wikipedia says. It would be great if, like, the new, like, big old thing for hipsters to get into would be vaudeville. Yes. Like, there are vaudeville revival shows where men in handlebar mustaches tell ribald jokes. <laughs> Play me off. Ding, 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 ding. But, uh, yeah, pretty much, like, any person, I think I, I've told this to other people, but any person who is a movie star in the early 20th century, comedian, singer, you know, actor, they got their song involved. That was the daily show of their time. It's like the Marx Brothers, uh, the Three Stooges. It's fascinating to think of the Three Stooges at like ritzy, like Los Angeles parties doing their material. Like, how does it work without the sound effects? Well, it's still funny because they still beat the hell out of you. The comedy aspect of it was just for the movies. Like, it was this weird fight club thing whenever it was on vaudeville. They just beat the shit out of each other. There's blood. <laughs> Welcome to Below the Bible Belt, the sordid confessions of two men with nothing in common but an accent. I am James. And I'm Matt. And welcome to a very special 
ultra-relaxed edition of Below the Bible Belt. We're very chill today. I have just finished an excellent piece of pumpkin pie, and Matt has just finished eating some taco soup, if I'm not mistaken. Taco salad. Oh, taco salad. You went classy with it. Yeah, I went up I ain't got no time for taco soup. I've never had taco soup. Is that any good? I assume it's just... Oh, taco soup is the best. It's the same thing that I do, except, you know, instead of being lazy and throwing all the shit from a taco in a pot, you add uh, tomato sauce. If, it's basically if you took a taco salad and then just threw it in a giant pot of melted cheese. Without the lettuce? Or do you keep the lettuce? Uh, some people keep the lettuce. I generally do not, but it's it's more of a taste thing. That'd, that'd be. I feel like that'd be almost too much. Why Why go healthy now at that point? Exactly. So why even try? If you're making, if you're making taco anything on a regular basis, you really don't care too much about your body. Especially taco salad. Like, as we were discussing earlier, taco salad is just, it's a taco for someone who doesn't feel like wrapping something <laughs> up in a tortilla. It's like, hey, I, I've got, I'm, I don't have either the time, the motivation, or the willpower to... To sit there and calmly assemble these tacos. No, I have to shove them <laughs> as soon as possible into my gullet. It's like that KFC the, chicken the sandwich bowl. with the two pieces of oh, chicken. That, yeah. I thought you were talking about the famous bowl where that's essentially the, the KFC salad. Yeah, didn't they have like the bucket that was just everything put yeah. in, mixed into itself? It, yeah, it's, it's mashed potatoes and corn and gravy and cheese with chicken in it. Just put it in my veins. That's slightly better than just taking the peanut butter and jelly that's already in the same tub and just throwing some croutons in there and eating it with a spoon. You joke, but I've often thought of doing that. Every time I see the peanut butter and jelly at the store, I'm like, one day, we'll get some croutons. Or at least, maybe breadcrumbs. Maybe that'd be better. Oh, yeah. Just dump a whole lot of breadcrumbs in there and just mix it up. I like your improvisation. Yeah. By the way, have you ever had peanut butter and jelly in the same tub? Yeah, I've had that before. I feel like it doesn't taste the same. I think the oils of the peanut butter do something to the jelly or vice versa. I think what it, it is... It's an abomination as far as I'm concerned. I think what it is is because they're mixed together, you don't use as much of either substance. You know, like, as opposed to, you know, peanut butter, you get a shit ton of peanut butter on one, on one slice of bread, you get a shit ton of jelly on the slice of another bread. You put it together, bam. But with this, you just get a shit ton of uh, of one helping, so it's actually half of a shit ton of, of uh, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, which I do not like, because I don't know about you, but my peanut butter to jelly ratio is never symmetrical. I always put a ton of peanut butter with a little bit of jelly, almost like a seasoning of jelly. I think, I think, I, I'm kind of like that. I think it's because a little bit of jelly goes a long way. Cause you can't, you just drown, you just drown it in jelly and it just becomes a jelly sandwich. Yeah, which is what I preferred whenever I was in my youth. Just nothing but jelly. I, the peanut butter was simply a, a necessary evil, a means to an end. I, of course, didn't develop a taste for peanut butter until I was a teenager. What is it? It's like, what? There's something about puberty that makes you appreciate peanut butter as the gift from God that it is. This is something, too, since we're on the subject of peanut butter, I was thinking about the other day. It's, you know, I often think of peanut butter. There's a type of peanut butter brand I've heard of that I've never seen anywhere in my part of the South. I don't know if it exists in your part of the South, but Skippy. Skippy peanut oh, butter. Oh, yeah. I always see Jeff or Giff, you know, depends on how you pronounce it, is. 
like the movie image. But I've never had a chance to actually see Skippy. I don't know. Maybe it's because I just don't pay attention. I've got Skippy down here. I mean, granted, uh, in my privileged position as part of you know, the grocery industry, I'm able to see things like that a little more clearly than you know the the hugger mugger among you, the riffraff, if you will. Well, I, st- I stock peanut butter too, motherfucker. Uh, 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 you stock the Dollar General peanut butter. No, it's Jeff, and it's Clover Valley, which is our knockoff brand. And there's another kind. I can't remember the other kind. No, Skippy, is, Skippy. Skippy <laughs> is for the upper class of lower it's, class grocery shoppers. It's, it's like Walmart and Sam's Club. Yeah. That like it, I was going to say, Skippy is like the target to just Walmart. Well, what is what is peanut butter if not just the caviar of nuts? That's what George Washington Carver intended. So this has been Below the Bio Boat. I am yeah. James. <laughs> but uh, speaking of peanut butter, you began your second semester at school today. Yes, I today. did. You're right. Um, I like the segue. Very smooth. Like peanut hey. Juicy mom's juice. I segued it back. So let's, let's keep talking about peanut butter. No. Um, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, uh. Yeah, I had my second, I started second semester today. Um, went to my two classes that I have, uh, this Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, it's a Wednesday that we're recording this. Um, one of my classes is just, I, I, one of, I got American History, uh, uh, 202. So it's essentially picking right up where I left off from last semester. I mean, previously on America. <laughs> But pretty much essentially what it is, is, is like I say, it's the, the same subject matter right after the last semester. I got the same teacher. We're in the same classroom. Um, there's one other guy from my last class. He's in it with me, but everyone else I don't recognize. I think she said most of them were in her other American class, so we're all keeping it going. Yeah, all the kids um, from 101 were killed off in the season finale. Your professor <laughs> has an eye patch now. See, that's <laughs> I guess I, I, I made it out by exempting that exam. I didn't get to see the, the fiendish double cross by the uh, head of the history department as she left him for dead. You missed the red pop quiz. <laughs> um, my other class I went to was English 202, and I think I'm going to like this class because I have a much more involved instructor this time. Uh, it also helps that, unlike last time, I'm actually in person in the classroom with the teacher as opposed to speaking to someone over Skype. You know, yeah, you, you're not like fucking Darth Vader speaking to the <laughs> hologram of the Emperor like you were last year. What's thy bidding, Professor? Three to five pages will suffice. MLA format. A bidding be done. And then she disappeared. But Professor, he's my son. <laughs> um... Uh, but I will say one thing though, this class is, it's, it's another one of those classes where you have people in, on other campuses on camera. Uh, the reason I'm not off campus for this one is because, um, it's 50 minutes after my history class. So like, I don't have time to leave class and then drive all the way back down to where I live. You know, it's like a half hour drive, so I have to do that, but, uh. Convenience is simply too inconvenient. I kind of feel sorry for the people in the other class so far because she's a she's the type of teacher where she gets up and moves around and talks and she seems like she engaged us in the classroom more than she did people on on camera. Which that I don't know if that's going to be a problem, but uh, at least my other teacher last semester she was she was cold and detached with all of us, regardless (laughs) of where we were at. 
So. She was just a computer program. Um, tomorrow I've got my other two classes. I've got math. I've got probability and statistics. That's in the afternoon. And then in the morning I've got a class I'm most looking forward to. Although I'm probably going to be immensely let down, but uh, I'm taking Political Science 101, aka well, this this course is going to cover American government, James. And I got my book, and I'm so excited looking through this book. I've got all the stuff about you know how the American government works, the branches of you know legislative, executive, judicial branches, stuff about elections, electoral college. I was just having a ball, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's going to be. Like a repeat of last year history class where I'm like the only one who kind of has an idea of what what's going to happen beforehand, you know, as opposed to... Your, your teacher's going to be like, so, can anyone tell me how a bill becomes a law? Well, it's funny you should say that, ma'am. Boom, 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 boom. First, there's a senator. Did you, uh, that reminds me, speaking of that, did you ever see, um, there was a, a sketch that Sarah and I did back when Obama, uh... Obama, I can say it like that. Mm. He he wanted to do the executive action on uh on immigration reform. Well, they did like a sketch where it was the bill, say you know, doing the uh, schoolhouse right. You know, I'm just a bill and all this stuff, all the steps you need. And then the executive action guy comes up. He's smoking a cigarette and he's like, I'm executive action, and I pretty much happened. And that was it. And he walked off. And then Obama kicked the bill. The immigration reform bill down the stairs. It was it was it was political satire, James. I'm saying if you're not familiar with that. Look, I read the New Yorker. All right, so I know what's going on. That pig's driving a car. That's hilarious. <laughs> Despite the fact that reading anything with the title New York in it makes my fingers burn, as it should. You don't even read the New York Times review of books. <laughs> Where the fuck is Encyclopedia Brown and all this? <laughs> I was thinking we should we should do a, a bold the Bible like uh, a review of books. Like this book was bullshit. This book it was all right. That Those are cool. our only two ratings. That's our thumbs up and thumbs down. <laughs> we we invite guest commentator Alex Cook. It was pretty neat. We we then never invite him again because we're so fucking outraged by his incendiary how, opinions. How dare he straddle the line? But uh, yeah, so school. Um, getting back into the swing of things with school. Hopefully there's a teen wolfing in your future. <laughs> Maybe so. This is, I'm in college now, so I'll have to box. Exactly. Like yeah, you know that Michael J. Fox bullshit. You are pure, coked up, post-silver spoons Jason Bateman. Speaking, speaking of college, James, when are you ever going to attend college? I've been trying to push you uh, since I actually started going to college. I'm like, come on, James, you need to go to college. And I just want to get this out. On on the record, yeah, you're probably like this. But. <laughs> I'm deleting this entire podcast now. No one can suggest me making a better life for myself. I, I, I'm trying to get people uh, a grassroots movement going. You want to kickstart me getting a detective license? I, I say kickstart James's financial education. You start up the Save James donation page. <laughs> <laughs> for the love of God, make this man do something with his life. <laughs> It's just embarrassing recording this podcast every month. I, I, well, I have to have one star first for um first you gotta use your GED because that's something I think we talked about in the past. But. You raise up twenty dollars for Kickstarter for me to get my GED. You are technically uneducated. Oh, I've told you I'm off the grid. Technically, I do not exist except for the purposes of this podcast. Are you a few in my imagination? Or no? We we've been through this uh, again. If anybody is a figment, is me. I'm the one that doesn't exist. I like to think that we, that everything we think 
is our lives is actually just an elaborate shared hallucination and we are simply fictional characters that exist solely for the purpose of this podcast we're, we're in a script being written by alex cook really makes you think doesn't it but no i have no immediate plans to go to college not even on a, a athletic scholarship well, I was a great javelin thrower. I imagine with your you know, straight up tens, you could probably high jump. Well, as I've told you before, I think the biggest roadblock I face uh, towards you know, higher education, in addition to crippling poverty, is <laughs> I don't want to do anything <laughs> that has a college degree attached to it, I should say. Well, you like to write. You could always get like an English degree. But that doesn't help. Well, it doesn't help, but... Like, we hereby accredit James Lewis with really liking this particular subject. Wait, well, hey, look, I'm going to school for fucking history. So, I mean, follow your dreams, man. Yeah, but you have practical stuff. Not really, not with a history degree. What can I... I mean, I, I, there's teaching, but, I mean, that's only... It's, it's fall back. Speaking of the day, I don't think I ever mentioned pocket. I was thinking about changing uh, my degree, not to stay with history, but to get, instead of a bachelor's of arts... Yeah, bachelors of Science, which I think the only difference is that would make it easier if I ever wanted to get a master's degree. And from there, it's a doctorate, James. God. Dr. DJ Maddie Nice, P.I. Until you reach your final ascension as Professor Johnson. One day. Eventually. Maybe about 2018, if I'm lucky. Uh, below the Bible Belt with J.L. and the prof. <laughs> I like that. A glimpse into our future. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last time we recorded was shortly before the holidays. We kind of caught up a little bit over the past few weeks, but I just wanted to ask, how was your holiday? Your Christmas, your New Year's, etc. Oh, everything went great. Nobody got drunk. Nobody was stabbed. A first. It is a Christmas miracle. I know. That was some fucking miracle on 34th Street shit. You actually tell me that another miracle came true during Christmas and that your family actually worked together for a change. Oh, my, uh, I think I mentioned on one of the previous episodes that I'd gotten a Blu-ray player at Black Friday, and the fucking Twilight Zone irony of that was <laughs> that it would, the output was HDMI only, so I could only use it with, uh, with an HDTV, so I was kind of bummed out by that, I figured, eh, I'll get one later on whenever I... Uh, whenever I get my income tax. Then come Christmas time, I find out my family pulled together money <laughs> and got me an Aww. HDTV. Again, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> my family worked together as a team on something. For your betterment. The funny thing is, technically, I picked out this television and bought it. <laughs> well, that's not as sweet if you bought well, it. Well, I was on my lunch break uh, in the middle of December... My aunt gave me a call and wanted to know if she could use my discount card to buy a television that she was getting for her sister-in-law. So I'm like, oh, okay. Then she, like, takes me over to the electronic section when she comes over. And I was like, well, you know, what's a really good TV? Like, pick out the kind of TV you'd want if you were buying it for you. It's like, oh, this one. It's like, okay, I bet she's really going to like that one. The whole time I'm thinking, well, this is just in poor taste. It's like James. I know you. I know you're starving. But if you could eat any meal, come here and look and see which meal would you eat. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, that's good. All right, now I'm gonna run off with this. And you can't have it. 
but it wasn't so in, in poor taste because obviously. Yes, this you, is, couldn't, you couldn't see through her cunning ruse. Well, the funny thing is, like, it seems transparent now, but at the time, it never occurred to me that <laughs> they would actually do something that nice. Uh, not because, like, my family hates me or anything, although they do hate me. Who can blame them? My family doesn't usually do things like that. <laughs> so, you put that on the very short list of pleasant surprises that I've experienced over the course of my life. So, how were your holidays? I got socks and underwear, which um, I was over the moon about because I really needed some. I did not receive any socks, which I was distraught about. I, uh, it's like, I guess I'm just going to have to walk around on my bare feet until they bleed. Now, James, you have shoes. I can't use them without new socks. I'm not a savage. I just stepped on a seashell. Uh, what was that? Oh, um, I also, uh, I got some socks. Like I said, I also got... Uh, uh, Amazon gift card, so of course I bought a bunch of history books, oh, e-books, so. Me too. Uh, you bought yeah. some, James? You bought some history books? No. I rece- also received an Amazon gift card, which is the gift I want every year, but this is the first time someone's actually got it for me. But, uh, yeah, I fucking loaded up on, like, a big stack of trades. I'm sorry, I checked out when you said you didn't buy history books, so. Well, I mean, Saga is the history of a fictional space war, so... Fictional doesn't count. I'm sorry. Well, well, Swamp Thing happened. That was based Uh, on a true story. One book, a couple books I've gotten, uh, one that I'm I'm looking forward to specifically is... uh, uh, I've got a book on Woodrow Wilson that uh, I want to get into because of all the the 20th century presidents. Like, Wilson is the one that I sort of... I'm the most murky about because his his life, his legacy, and uh, all he all he did with his presidency, it's very very divided. Like you, half the people, you know, say Woodrow Wilson was one of the worst presidents of all time. Half the people say he was one of the best of all time. He's a very polarizing figure, and I'm, I'm very interested to get into that. Although I am kind of worried that after I bought it, I read some views. Some people say this guy who wrote the book kind of kind of gives him. Kid gloves treatment. They don't really get down into the nitty gritty like uh, Robert Caro does in his books on LBJ. Robert Caro in his books on LBJ, he can't stand LBJ, <laughs> but he can't stop writing about him. That's what I love. It's, it's like a, just a fucking toxic relationship. That's what like he treats Robert me Caro's, so wrong, but I love him so. Robert Caro's talked in the past that just because I find I, this man interesting and fascinating doesn't mean I have to like him. You know that's because that's something that I've always... I've kind of had a problem with with historical biographies a lot of times, where um, as much as I love David McCullough, he kind of does this occasionally. But, um, they have a tendency of sort of uh, to fall in love with who they're uh, writing a book about. And you can't help that, especially with the fact that you, know, you spend years upon years researching this person and writing you know, about them. Like, like for instance, like I said, Robert Carroll, he's been writing about Lyndon Johnson since 1975. And he's still not done with his books on LBJ, you know. But you can't help but have have it happen as you, you know, the more you read about someone, and you start to like them. It's sort of like a first Stockholm but um, okay. I am looking up that Woodrow Wilson book, and apparently it was written by Steve Wilson. It makes sense. No, now. the one I'm talking about was written by a guy called Scott Burke. That was a joke. Man. Oh, okay, I thought you were being serious. I'm sorry. I can only detect historical sarcasm. 
though, speaking of the holidays, like whenever you were telling me earlier that whenever New Year's came around, you uh, only made one resolution this year. But when, before you say what it is, are you the kind of guy who usually makes New Year's resolutions? Uh-huh. Not at all. Because in my uh, pessimistic but nihilistic view, I'm like, what's the point? I'm just going to break them anyway, you know? So I, I don't really worry about it. Are you like that? Earlier in my life, I would always make three resolutions, the same three, every year. Learn mo bitches, mo money, mo problems, or less problems. Pretty much. It was always <laughs> learn to drive, get a job, get a girlfriend. Now it's usually just the two. <laughs> <laughs> two one out of three ain't bad. If I were in the major leagues, I'd be a 300 hitter. So there's that. But actually last year was really the first time I made up a bona fide New Year's resolution. Now actually, no, I didn't make a New Year's resolution. It was, it was more epic than that. Grander. You made a New Year's oath. You sliced no. open your hand and rubbed it all over baby New Year. This goes back <laughs> to uh, the 2009, the uh, New Year's Eve. Two- I remember where I was, New Year's Eve 2009. Um, that was when I had been sort of with uh, without a job. Man. I was during my truck hobo days. You remember those days? Your days riding right the rails. <laughs> in my big red truck. Um but I remember I was sitting in the parking lot of a grocery store, bundled up because it was cold as hell. It was like 12, it was noon on New Year's Eve. I was like, you know, it's 2009, you know, the decade's about up with. Like, I said, I don't even know what I was doing in 1999 uh, when that decade ended. It was 11 at the time. I know I was watching the Keenan and Kel marathon on Nickelodeon. Did they really have one to bring the year out? Because I may have been watching that. Oh, yeah, they showed the future episode of Keenan and Kel that took place in the year 2099. Oh, there it went. <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, but I said that I was going to remember where I was in 2009. And I said, you know, I'm kind of in, in a bad place. Alright, well, in the next 10 years, I said, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, but you know, I'm going to set the part the, the low, I'm going to say, you know, this time... 10 years from now, you know, I'm going to look back and see where I was. I want to be in such a different place that I can, can't really even comprehend, you know, how I was ever that person back in 2009. And, um, <laughs> I spent the past four years doing the same shit that I was doing in 2009. Didn't go anywhere, couldn't move forward, couldn't find work, couldn't do anything. And New Year's Eve of 2013, I said, all right, this is the year that I can't, I, I've got to do something. I've got to do something. I don't, good, bad, you know. I could be a late president, I could become a serial killer. As long as I do something. Uh, that was a joke about the serial killer party, anyway. I could still become president. You could become president and a serial killer. Again, look at Wilson. Uh, there you go. I was going to say uh, Garfield, but... Yeah, there's a reason they haven't checked the basements of the White House in over a century. Yes. Um, But, uh, yeah, so I made that New Year's resolution. I said... I want to. I want to be some. I born down to the lowest thing. So this year I'm going to try because I'd sort of given up. Like I, I kind of didn't mention that when we when we do blow the Bible, but I'd kind of given up. I was like, all right, well, it's been four years, and this is my life now. I don't know what kind of life it's supposed to be, but this is what I've got, and I guess I got to deal with it. And uh, but you know, then I said, I'm not giving up. I'm going to try as hard as I can to be in a different place. So that was New Year's Eve. Um, by the middle of February, 
middle of March, I had the job by the uh, beginning of August. I was enrolled in college, and <clears throat> at the end of November, beginning of December, I made all A's with a 4.0 GPA in college. So Yeah, you got your say, shit together with startling efficiency. I would say that, uh, yeah, so so far, so good. I've, uh, I'm on the right track, and I want to keep going forward to meet that end of... Uh, end of decade goal that I set for myself. And um I set another goal this this new year. Just again, I, I try to be vague, you know. Um and I wanted to throw this in here because I figured it could maybe although I haven't seen any anything come out of it, it has the potential for maybe making an interesting book the Bible will copy but um the resolution I made was alright, I'm gonna meet somebody. And so what I did was uh a few years after New Year's I signed up for an internet dating site, James. <laughs> My God, this is going to be the year of the romantic Johnson. <laughs> um, although I didn't go with like eHarmony or Match or whatever, I went with something a little more easier. Um, I went with the <laughs> the mobile phone date app called Tinder. <laughs> Oh God, you, uh, you're. <laughs> oh, uh, you might have better luck on Grinder. <laughs> I know, no, I mean, no, no. I, I, I think you could. I think you could have a. You could. You have a lot of potential as a bear. You think you, so? You grow out the I, beard I would, again. Maybe. I'm an otter yeah. myself, so we pick up on these things. <laughs> you recognize your own kind, but yeah. So I've been trying to cast my net with. Uh, these women. I feel like uh, I'm going to go onto your profile and just see, like, a photo of you flexing in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the well, thing. The like, photo it's, being taken by Peach. <laughs> it's, uh, it's based off of, uh, Facebook, right? Yeah. So, my current Facebook profile is actually my, you know, my picture on Tinder. And I was thinking, maybe it doesn't help because I noticed, like, the other day that my profile Profile, I've got a double chin, so maybe that's not helping. But so far, like I said, I've cast every every woman 18 to 35 in the 20-mile radius I've been trying to You're GPSing that shit. <laughs> this is my booty grid. But so far, no, no, no takers yet. No one wants to get with Maddie Nice. Maybe you can help me uh, after this. We can uh, do a... Uh, you help me write my profile. Matt, because right you... now, right now, maybe this is hell, but my profile is the same one that I think I have for my Skype. <laughs> like, Matt, why are you talking so much about Franklin Roosevelt? What's my profile say? Uh-oh. Shit. Oops. I tried to just type in my profile. <laughs> oh, God, that explains it. You're only getting dyslexic chicks. But my, my profile is uh, about me. I went with my, my fa- one of my favorite... Uh, Sayings, I said. Uh, one that doesn't make any sense. I said, Republican on the street, Democrat between the sheets. That means I got a new deal for everybody. I, I, th- I think that you may run into some problems with that. I mean, they're just going to say Democrat between the sheets. I mean, you're going to really want to satisfy them, but then waffle like halfway <laughs> through. Then invite a Republican to come in and have sex with her in your place. <laughs> it's gridlock is what I'm all about, baby. If you want, I can totally link your profile in the show notes. Um, some sexy female let's not, listeners. Let's not do that. I, I would be interested as long as they're in like a uh, twenty mile range, me. So, ladies, if you're within twenty miles of my voice and you've actually stumbled upon this podcast, looking for some sort of, you thought it was about Christianity, you were so very, very <laughs> wrong. And 
So I don't know that you still stayed. Well, it is slightly more efficient than your previous attempts to get women within a 20-mile radius of you. Which is just sticking your head out of your window and going, Yeah, baby! You got a lot of cats, though, which I was impressed with. Question, have you ever tried OkCupid? Um, once, but I need to get back to that, because I had, like, a profile, and it got deleted. They were like, no. Yeah, I had a OkCupid profile a couple of years back. I, I didn't have a whole lot of luck with that. I know the weirdest thing that happened to me on that website was having, like, a really nice conversation with a girl that lasted over a couple of days, and we were right in the middle of discussing our favorite web comics. And she listed hers, and then I listed mine, and then she never talked to me again. She didn't like your taste. Was Dr. McNinja an incendiary topic? I, mean, I didn't I didn't know there were politics attached to webcomics like that. I need to... Do you still have your account? I need to look it up. No. Well, I, I think it's about time that... I mean, I, I should probably get back into that, too. I mean, we've given so much to the Internet over the past three years, I believe... I, I, I think the internet owes us, to be quite frank. Do us a favor, internet. Come on. Be cool. So, uh, to put it bluntly, your New Year's resolution is to find the future Mrs. William Matthew Johnstone, a.k.a. Matt Johnson, a.k.a. John Matson, a.k.a. Matty Nice. I don't want to say that. I mean, that would be nice, but I just want to meet somebody. I just, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's... 60 years, 60 seconds. Yeah. Maybe that didn't help. That put that on profile. Hold on, let me change that. God damn it, Matt. Stop shooting yourself in the foot. But, uh, but yeah, just like, you know, again, setting the bar super low and super vague by saying that. So maybe that'll, it worked for me last year, so. The key is to have very vague goals. That way you can shoehorn in whatever minor victory you have. Have an opportunity come to fruition and like, Someone's like, uh, you know, these, uh, these chips are on sale. If you get two, you get one, one for free. I'm like, yes, my New Year's resolution is complete. Achievement unlocked. Once you pop, you just can't stop. And so, with that in mind, uh, none for you this year? As opposed, uh, you mean New Year's resolution? resolution? Yeah, I mean, I'm women. How about that? Still, still nothing on that front? No. One day, one day that, uh, you, you, you'll find a woman and, that's a cardboard cut out of Paul Rudd. I have stashed in my garage. We'll come in handy. <laughs> uh, damn your romantic obstacle course, Johnson. <laughs> you won't love. You got to work for it. Although, I will say that if you do go on a date this year, you'll end up tripping over a cardboard cut out of Ant-Man. So, it all works out. Uh, well, there don't seem to be any new romantic prospects for me. This year, I have, like yourself, vowed a single resolution... You're supposed to ask me what it is. No, I don't respond to leading questions. You know I was going to say what. <laughs> I mean, I, what I should have done was I just let finger off say. So, um, any news? Well, Matt, thereby hangs a tale. Okay, so I will say, uh, before I get to my resolution, I oh, as, a bit, as a bit of if backstory. It, if you've got back, if you got backstory in canon, yeah. Like, rules that we need to know beforehand. This is already going to be too convoluted for me. <laughs> First of all, no tone. <laughs> so, last month, I was at work uh, in the chemical department, which is where I've been uh, working for the past couple of months. I thought you I thought you were the pet man. Well, pets, paper, and chemicals are all one department, because uh, logic. Yes. 
Because if there's one guy you want handling your pet food, it's the dude covered in hazardous chemicals. Yeah, who reeks of bleach, but food and Charmin, which the last one isn't so bad. Well, this is a store that keeps its rat poison right next to the dishwashing liquid. Seriously, I never get tired of telling people that when they ask me where the dishwashing liquid is. Oh, over there by the rat poison. They go, do what? So I got one day someone's not going to be paying attention and they're going to grab the wrong thing and we're going to be all over the 6 o'clock news. So I was told before I went on my lunch break that I had one last thing to do, which was go down to the pharmacy and pick up a display of Lysol cans that we had over there that was running pretty low. So I walk over to this display, and there's only a few cans left, so I get a buggy. I squat down in front of it, and I start picking up the cans and throwing it into the buggy. And just then, I see something in my peripheral vision. I see, like, this streak running down uh, the floor. And I think to myself, oh, did somebody spill something? But I look towards it, and it's brown. And I, it's coming towards me. And I look over my shoulder, and behind me, someone's taking a dump on the floor again. Dun, dun, dun. And my first instinct is to stand up and just bolt out of there. No! <laughs> no! Not again. It's like that scene in fucking Saving Private Ryan. I was like... <laughs> just people run up to me, we gotta go. We gotta we go. to keep But before I can get out of there, I'm approached by one of the girls from the pharmacy, and she says, Can you please stand here and keep people from tracking shit all over the floor while we call for a janitor? So I do so. I stand up, and I stand there, and I, her and I do our best to navigate people away from the shit, because I'm telling you, it's from one end of the pharmacy to the other end of the pharmacy. There was someone like, were they like parabolking while they were shitting? Somebody took a dump on the floor and then immediately stepped in it. Uh, and then spread it across the pharmacy and down the aisles. So the entire department was dumped. And people were just walking straight through it. Uh Uh, This is the part that just fucking broke my mind. Is people people would approach me and say, "Uh, ma'am, there there uh, there's an accident on the floor. You don't want ma- ma'am, ma'am, get out of my way." And they would just walk straight through it. There's people. There were people on riding carts, and you'd say, "Please do not go through there." Well, I gotta get my medicine. It'll be okay. And then they go straight through the shit, and then they track it further throughout the store on wheels. And it's this fucking theater of the grotesque. And it's just me and this girl from the pharmacy who's this very pretty, very prissy, like prom queen type. Who's about 21 years old. And the whole time she just keeps sighing heavily and saying, I am not paid enough to be on poo patrol. I am not. I am not paid to handle poo. Mm-hmm. Question, how far away were you from her? I'd say maybe six okay, or seven feet. so you feet. were well within... Well, well you, you were out of, like, hand-to-hand range. If she charged you, you would have easily been able to. Why would she charge me? I don't know, because she said <laughs> she had the, the makings of, of a nervous breakdown. 
<laughs> well, I was briefly worried, because I'm paranoid, that somebody would think it was me. Just because I'm squatting down on the floor, like, a few feet away from where the dump you is. You monster! Like, by the Lysol, like, I was just trying to grab up all the cans of it and just spray it until it evaporated. No, go away! Go away! So we stand there like that, trying and failing to prevent our fellow human beings from tracking dog shit throughout the store. And, like, we have no idea who did this, but like at least once or twice, a customer will come up to us and say, I saw someone walking around with a dog here earlier. Like, when? An hour ago. Well, this this was recent. Oh, okay. Because people will fucking leap at the opportunity to tattle on their fellow yep. man. And this goes on for 20 minutes, because we cannot find a single janitor in the well, store. The last time this happened, and I love that we're able to draw on previous experience of someone uh, defecating on the floor. But, uh, you had, like, they had to call it, like, hazmat or something, right? Like, you can't, like, you, yourself, as the pet and chemical guy, can't just, t- like... It's like if somebody calls in a bomb threat. We have a store duke protocol. <laughs> Operation Big Duke. Like I said, we're there for, like, 20 minutes, and no one comes. And I looked at that girl, and I say... This is the second time this has happened in a single year. How does this keep happening? And she says, oh, this has happened loads more times, believe me. Oh, she used the word load. So this is just a thing that happens like once a week at this store. And like last time, I should point out, we are at a distance from the bathroom where there are no excuses. It's like we are right in the mid-range, like... We're not so close to the bathroom where someone could be running there and not make it. And we're not so far away from the bathroom that they had no choice. That was a decision to take a dump on that pharmacy. They looked towards the bathroom like, not going to do that. So after 20 minutes and after there's just fucking tire tracks of human excrement. Again, that's the thing that I can't get out of my mind. I just can't imagine someone, like you saying, no, you can't go down there. There's shit down there. Like, oh, fuck it, you know. I don't care. I face this every day. Anytime there's any kind of a spill and you try to tell people they can't go down an aisle, they look at you like you just told them to go fuck themselves. Because look here, Mr. Minimum Wage Walmart jack-off. I go where I please. So after all this time, we figure, okay, there's no way like we have to do something about this. So the manager of the pharmacy just grabs a roll of baby wipes and puts on some gloves and gets on our hands and knees and starts cleaning it herself. And I'm like, uh, do you want me to get some gloves and help you? No! You have to keep these people away. <laughs> like she was throwing herself on that grenade. I was just on crowd control. See, this is why I regret can management track my job, because I'm going to be the one who has to, is expected to take care of them. Yeah, she led by example. She she went where angels feared to dump. <laughs> so after she cleans it up, then, then, our cleanup crew arrives. And I swear to God, it's the same old lady who cl- had to clean up the shit last time. And it turns out, she was in the personnel office taking a test. And nobody just thought to go in there and see, if, and tell her that she had shit that needed to be cleaned up. Was she taking like a test where, you know, about... Cleaning shit up. She wasn't certified to clean up that duke yet. See, and do you see now why I said you should try to go to college? 
So, my New Year's resolution, my sole vow for this year, is to get another job. I'm right behind you, buddy. I support you just because, you know, you need a job where you're treated like a human being, I feel. I need a job where there is not a well-practiced protocol for how to deal with one of our disgruntled customers taking a dump on the floor. That is a bad precedent to have. We should not have a floor dump alarm that goes off. Here, here. Code brown, code brown. I just... I don't I mean there are no words. What, what, I feel like once you've seen you you've seen someone shit on the floor twice, you know, that's pushing man passes for it's like dump me once, shame on you. Dump me twice, shame on me. Dump me three times, you you really need to get that looked at. Here's the deal. You know my rates. I work for fifty cents a day plus expenses. <laughs> you put you put me on the case, Matt Johnson, former board detective, I'll track this down. I'll get to the bottom of this. The dump files of Matt Johnson. But, uh, speaking of terrible offenses done to our person, uh, I heard you had a, a horrible career-ending injury lately. Yes, I'll never, I'll never be able to go pro, James. Um, I've had to, I've had to put that dream aside. No, um, yeah, uh, two days ago, uh, one of my kneecaps popped out of place. You. Yes. Um, I kind of stumbled out of the doorway. There was a drop-off that I was not aware of. And Your house had rearranged itself what, like I Hogwarts. wasn't at my house. I was somewhere else. But uh, that is very, very much could be the case. Uh, the old man who built this place, some, some say he went insane as he was building it, so... There are a lot of places that lead to nowhere. There are like fifty hundred light switches that I don't know what the fuck they do. I, I, I like to think that maybe one of them in his house, my landlord, has clamps on his nipples that it, you know, shock him and give him pleasure every time we flip one of the light switches. But uh, but no, this was um, I was at my mother's uh, place of work picking her up, and was, we I was going out this back entrance that I'd never you know entered been, been to, and it was dark, and she neglected to tell me that there was a drop off in. I kind of come out, like, surprised it was drop-off, and the way I landed, it, my knee popped, and I Jeez. fell to the ground, and, um, which, the thing is, though, this is not the first time this happened to me, because I've had problems with my knees, like, in 2007, when I was 19, um, I had both kneecaps pop out, um, within six months of each other. First time, like, the first time, it was such a mundane way, like, I was getting in a truck, and the ground, it was raining, and I slipped. And my, it popped, and I felt it pop when I slipped on the ground, and I fell. Um, and then the second time, PJ did it. He- <laughs> you just woke <laughs> up, and he was standing over you in a ski mask with a fucking sleeping bag filled with alarm clocks. No, not like this. And Yo, you never talk to the police again. <laughs> Fuck your cartilage, son. He, he, we were horsing around and he kicked me in like the back of my leg. It just popped again and I fell. Um. See, I was assuming it was just an old statistician's <laughs> injury. No, those are my fingers. The carpal tunnel. The old carpal tunnel wounds that I have to deal with. Uh, <laughs> um, what usually happens though when this happens, like, the times this happened, like, it messes my leg up, like my knee will get swollen and it's real tight and tender and like, you know, I can't straighten down vaulting over like I limp. For a couple of days, uh, up to a week. Um, I'm in. It's a lot better now than it was when it first happened two days ago. And hopefully by this weekend, I'll be walking normal. So 
Yeah, I've got. I've always liked the joke that twenty speaks with the needs of a sixty-two-year-old. I mean, that's kind of the case. And it sounds like you had some kind of knee transplant years ago, and your body's rejecting them. <laughs> I wish. I wish I had knees, but I, I'd get like the knees of a serial killer. <laughs> oh no! I'm kneeing everyone in the crotch now. No! I wake up in the morning, I look at the newspaper. It was another man who was kneed to death last night. <laughs> Could these be the knees of a killer? <laughs> That's the sixth one. What's going on? I would just like to share with the folks at home the context with which I learned about this, which was Matt and I were on Skype with our friend Alex, and just in the middle of a regular conversation, PJ walks in and begins rapping Matt's knee. <laughs> And I expect, yeah. Which, Matt just says casually, like it's no big deal. Just for your information, PJ's in the room with me right now, and he's tending to my knee. And Alex and I just started laughing hysterically, because I think we both immediately got the image of Alfred tending to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. So, and then we just had a conversation with you while PJ is sitting on his knees, wrapping your leg silently while you made asides to him. My knees swole up as of a tangerine. But yeah, speaking of him, if I had a dime every time he pulled a bullet out of my body. <laughs> when will you give oh. up that awful costume? But Matt? to be fair, like most of the bullets he put on my body, he put them there. So I'll bounce out. I had to think that he's probably helping me out because that was karma from. The last time my knees messed up, he was the one that did it. <laughs> That's like his bl- fucking life debt he owes yeah. you. He must always look after the knee he put out of place. He's like, like the Defenders. BJ's going to be at the grocery store, then all of a sudden you'll be yanked out of reality and show up in front of you to take care of your knee. Why? Why must I always be called to defend Matt's knee? But yeah, um, I'm, I'm getting better. Uh, this is probably like, like this is... <laughs> we joke, though, about like my leg... And- being tight and stuff, that I'm limping a mile in your shoes. Oh yeah, this is like some weird Twilight Zone episode where you get to be the ballerina boy for a little while. Ballerina well, not, like me. I'm not full ballerina, I'm half ballerina. Now if we were both my knees, I'd be, I'd be up, up on the tiptoes. But yeah, I have uh, hoppled a mile in your shoes, James. You're... Pretty, pretty shoes. you pretty pink ballerina shoes. Although I will say, I, I wasn't picked on for limping, so. That you know yeah. of. Although I, um, today my mom said that she pulled the, uh, she pulled the security camera footage of me getting hurt and she said she was laughing. <laughs> to be fair, the mental image is pretty funny. I said it was bullshit. I told her she's lucky I didn't sue her at workplace. You just sue her. Yeah. <laughs> she just had, I just garnished her wages. She just her face, like, I'll take some of that, please. I will also accept being paid in waffles. <laughs> Does it affect your work performance at all? Um, I'm lucky that I don't have to go to work until Friday. Um, I called my boss yesterday and told him, I said, look, um, I may have trouble working uh, this weekend because I told him what happened. I was like, you know, um, <clears throat> as far as like moving around, especially on Saturdays when we, when we stop stuff, he said, well, um, just, he said, just, just rest on it, try to get it better. And he said, I'll still work, but probably what we'll do is if you can't move around too good, we'll just let you run a register and we'll let whoever you want to stock. Why do I feel like this is like 
the dad telling his son that they're going to take Old Yeller to a farm where he's going to run and chase rabbits all day. Like, you're going to step one foot into that store and that dude's going to pull out a revolver and put you down like a lame horse. He's like, now, 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 Matt. Good night, sweet prince. Tell me about the rabbits, Matt. <laughs> He he said, uh, if you want, I he said I can get uh, I can get one of the other girls to cover you Friday. I was like, see, because I was gonna, I was because uh, I I felt real bad about it too. So I was like, there's no way I'll be able to be up on my feet for eight hours because how I felt. Uh, then again, I need money, so <laughs> I was in that dilemma. I said, no, nah, I mean I'll try to work. I mean, even if you know, I can't, even if all I can do is just stand up front. If ever there was an epitaph for the working class, it is, in pain, need money. (laughs) Well, I don't know about you, but I'm craving a second slice of that pumpkin pie. Do you have any of that taco salad left over? I've licked the bowl clean. And that picture of me licking my bowl of taco salad, that'll be my new Tinder profile. Maybe that'll work. (laughs) No, you with the taco salad. Spend a night with me, get dinner and a show. A picture of me with taco salad, like looking seductively at a camera. Well, I wish you all the best of luck with your Tinder profile. Uh, hopefully my grinder profile will be as successful. I assume when it comes to otters, you know, it's a uh, it's a seller's market out there. So you should get snapped up real quick. At least one New Year's resolution will be fulfilled. Uh, until the South rises again. I've been James. I've been Matt. And you've just been to 2014's Below the Bible Belt. Next 2014's? Up, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, I'm sorry. I thought you, I thought you misspoke. For the love of God, let's hope 2015's Bow the Bible Belt is better. I broke free on a Saturday morning. I put a bed up to the floor Had an art on the middle of a new I listened to them jump to the road My broken up behind me and the thing I had I give them candy want a little of the time Sit climber in the net and I'm not crushing and kicking and listening to twins in the wine. Gotta make it through this year. If you kill me, I'm gonna make it through this year. If you kill me, 